0: Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected
1: medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. But
2: still, if one of them is so ferocious, yeah, 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 don't yeah, worry yeah. about it. The disciples
1: are now well aware of the fact that my kung fu is yeah,
3: Mathematics <laughs> <laughs> <lost> <laughs> 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 is an accomplished Hip-hop producer Based in New York Best known for his work Behind the Scenes With Wu-Tang Clan Though he's previously made contributions to individual tracks on albums by Wu-Tang Clan, solo artists, and with the clan proper, Mathematics was recently tapped by the Wu's leader, RZA, to executive produce a new album all by himself. Wu-Tang's The Saga Continues is out now via E1, It's Excellent. So, Mathematics and I connected recently for a conversation about the record, working with RZA, the state of Wu Tang clan, and much more. Sponsored by Fresh Books, Hello Fresh Canada, Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, Planet Bean Coffee, and Granddad's Donuts, this is Mathematics of Wu Tang. On the 358th episode of Creative Control with your host, me, Vishkana.
2: Slick bass getting cream, yelling cash roll. Smell like Pacquiao, but under the leather. Hold a Mac, one pumping up in one oak. The Grammy hour. Coke chemist, taste the flow. is numb knees, copper rum, blunt, off the get back. Salute me, then one I'm out, off to the races. My blazers ain't patient, they want to spray shit. Get elephant blown but stalking racing. Jammies carry nitrogen. Light up a session like I'm on Viking it. Fuck with the righteous men and we fighting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Hi, Mathematics. How's it going? Hey, Peace.
2: What's the deal? What's going on?
3: You know, it's things are good. Things are okay here in Canada. Uh, have you have you been to Canada recently?
2: Um, yeah, I've been to Canada maybe like um a few months ago. Like um yeah, in the summertime, definitely.
3: Did you uh come up here a lot when uh, Ray was up here? Ray used to live in Toronto for a while.
2: Yeah, nah, not when Ray was up there like um, you know, usually like um you know, come doing Wu Chang shows or meF Show or Reddit Meth show, you know, I'm usually there.
3: Nice, nice. And and do you are you fond of Canada?
2: Yeah, Canada's cool. I like Canada, and y'all get ready to legalize it all the way across the board, too, right? <laughs>
3: That's right. That's the plan. That's a
2: beautiful thing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I you, love
2: it even more. <laughs> have, you,
3: have you contemplated uh, moving here at any point because of what's going on in your country? A lot of artists I talk to talk about that sometimes. Like, ah, if I had to go somewhere, I might go to Canada.
2: Um, me, I might go to Amsterdam.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you're you're all about the legalization, basically, at this point.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I love I love the coffee shops out there. You oh. know what I mean? Where you could just go in the coffee shop, you know, and get get you a uh, you know, I could get me a nice little soy cappuccino and smoke a bone and relax, listen to some music. So I like
3: that. <laughs> well, I can appreciate that. I I want to congratulate you on this uh, new record. The saga continues. How are you feeling about it?
2: I feel great about it. Thank you. I appreciate that, man.
3: Yeah. Now, my sense is that this is close, but not exactly a proper Wu Tang Clan record. How would you classify it?
2: Well, it's a Wu Tang record, of course, because I'm Wu Tang. If you did a Wu Tang Clan, you know, um, by now everybody that got the album know U-God is missing off the album. Yeah. So, you know, it can it can't be a complete album Wu Tang Clan album without U-G. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah. And is there a reason why he he couldn't make it on?
2: Well, you know, when um, when I was working on it and doing, you know, certain things, you know, he wasn't really available. You know, it was hard to try to get everybody on, on, on you know, it's like with the scheduling and, you know, different things going on. So, you know, uh, you know, I just, you know, leave it at, at that right there. But, I, you know, I would love to have him on the project, of course.
3: Yeah, I heard he's working on a book. Is that right? He's working on a memoir?
2: Yeah, I seen. I seen that. I've definitely seen that. That's a good thing.
3: <laughs> he's good though. He's good. You as, do you, Are you in touch with him much?
2: Yeah, he's good. He's good. Um, I, uh, you know, last time I seen him was probably last month. Um, we did uh, Riot Fest, which was a uh, a show we did in Chicago. And after the after the show, we all you know everybody we went and hung out, and we went and sort the fight. That, um, you know, we went to the spot, saw the fight, had some drinks, some eats, so it was all good.
3: The uh, the Mayweather fight? The Mayweather-McGregor uh, yep. no, fight? No,
2: no, 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 the um, Triple G-Canelo
3: fight. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So you went to see the fight, and everyone got along, everything's good. You know, as, Wu-Tan, yeah, as Wu-Tang Clan fans, we worry about the Wu-Tang Clan a little bit. That's all it is. We're just a little. I go see them and it's great. And I, you know, this is part of me. Wu Tang Clan is part of me. So I worry about it uh, like from a family dynamic, you know?
2: Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, You know, everything's good being worked out. So, you know, that's the good thing.
3: Okay. Now, for me, this is like a classic Wu Tang Clan record, beats wise. I want to ask you about your approach to production because, you know, hip hop is always evolving and I don't hear people making beats like this these days and that's led me to disconnect a little bit from some contemporary hip-hop how do you feel about contemporary hip-hop in, in, in relation to your approach to making beats
2: uh, well it didn't like today music really didn't affect me because i kind of did like like you said disconnected and when i started this project i actually disconnected myself from all music it's like, um, I, I was set, I went in, I, what I did, I got two albums, you know, that I have, I went to the collection, I listened to two albums, and those are those the two last albums that I listened to before I really started getting into this work, and the two albums were um, 36 Chambers, mm-hmm. um, you know, first Wu-Tang album, and um, The Chronic, 2001, Oh. You know, because those are yeah, those are my favorite two producers right there, like you know, Rizzo and Drake. So, um, and, and those are two albums that's both classics from beginning to end. And and Thirty Six Chambers is my roots, you know, as far as like that hard, grimy, you know, hip hop and, and you know, and I really studied it like, like I haven't studied it before, and I took the time to really appreciate everything Rizzo was doing with the with the music that you know it was crazy how he did it. And then um, Dre, his Sonics, I mean, his piece is crazy, yeah. anyway. But the Sonics on that album was just incredible. And, you know, his space. so I kind of studied those. And then after that, I just disconnected. I didn't listen to no more music. Everything I listened to was what I was working on. Now, if I had to do a show, I'd go do a show. You know, I'd do that, but then it's like, I'm back to my music. I, you know, I'm traveling, I got my headphones on. Mm-hmm. So I stayed, that's how, you know, I just wanted to stay true to me. And I didn't try to imitate neither um, one of those albums, you know? Like, um, I just wanted to study. And what I picked up from both of those, I just applied it to what I was already doing. And, and that, and it helped me a lot.
3: Yeah, RZA, uh, my understanding is RZA was a huge mentor for you. Is he the guy that kind of got you into this?
2: Oh, yeah, because it's like, um, you know, I knew RZA from back in the 80s. I knew Riza for a long time. Yeah. And, um, you know, like, way before this Wu-Chang thing. And, and I, I actually didn't know him and Jizza was cousins a lot later. And I didn't know that he was actually related until later. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was DJing for Jizzle and Cold Chillin'. So, you know, that you know that's my history goes back. Plus, you know, Riz asked me to do the W, um, you know, do the logo for Wu-Tang, so I did the W, for those that don't know. So, you know, that's part of my history as well, going back as far as Wu-Tang goes. But when I actually started getting into production... Pardon me, I'm sorry about that. When I actually started really getting into production, it was... Um, the, when Bridges was working on Cuban Links, and he was producing, um, uh, he was working on Ice Cream, and, and I got a chance to, you know, really see the development, how it started, and where it finished that mm-hmm. And I, that's, I went right to him. I was like, "Yo, when he finished, like he had to be rocking like seven in the morning, something like that." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Yo, and we hung out all night." When he came back in, it probably was like two, three in the morning. He went right in the room and started working, and um, but. By 7 in the morning, like, that ice cream was just banging out the speakers. And I had to get up and, like, yo, yo, what is this? And he's like, yo, that's the ASR-10. So he introduced me to the ASR-10. Um, he started showing me things on it then. So I, I, right away, I went and caught me one. I went and got, bought me an ASR-10. Right. And that's, that's how I started producing. So over the years, yeah, I learned a lot from him. Um, production-wise, I learned from him. I learned from... Um, Inspector Deck who's a dope producer, true mass and fourth disciple. I was actually the last one as far as to get on as far as producing. They was already producing before me yeah. um, and then yeah, just just you know just over the years he definitely has, and even with this project, like um he gave me the full rings and and it's like, um, you know when I got it to the first point and I brought it to him, he heard it, he was like, yo. Yo, that sound like Wu Tang right like there, you know? <laughs> it, 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 yeah. So then, um, you know, then I went back to. He's like, "Keep doing what you're doing." So I went back to work, and then when I, you know, finished and I brought it to him, I was like, "Yo, this is what I got." I was like, "Let me, you uh, you know, I think, you know, certain things I wasn't sure about." So he sat, we listened to it, and he got his pen and pad, and he took his notes. So I'm like, "Ah, oh, damn, he about to kill me." Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but actually, he didn't. It's like it was just little little things that I didn't do or I should have did, and he pointed it out. And when I did it, it just – it brought a whole new dynamic to it. So, um, and, and yeah, that, that was basically it. After that, it, it was ready to go. It wasn't – you know, I, I took his notes. I went back, and I, you know, and I did – you know, I, I attacked it. I went, went in on it one more time and – came back with the finished product and, and that was yeah
3: yeah there's a sense that R- RZA seems to have uh receded from music a little bit like he doesn't seem to be involved as much how often would you say he's involved in music production these days
2: um I can't say because he does so so much you know what I mean it's like his whole his whole uh you know he he, he writes he directs um yeah he's he doing acts. lots of
3: stuff yeah yeah he
2: he does you know he scores you know so yeah it's like like um yeah he does a lot of he does a lot so i i don't really know how much involved he is in it um but i know one thing when i go to check him you know like like you know we go back and forth playing beats and and you know and he still got some heat it's like he you know what i mean it's like you know, contrary to you know some of the things I heard. One thing about him though is he always has a vision, and sometimes, and that's one thing in making an album. Sometimes everybody doesn't have your vision, and that has to be important. That you know that that's how you you know you make things work. Y'all yeah, on the motherfucking
1: end? With this shit on? Yo. Yeah. Nobody knows. Nobody know
2: Nobody. Nobody know, no No, no, no. No, no, no Check it out, Zigzag. 2017,
1: another Wu saga. Continue like Buck Rogers in the 21st century and we still gotta duck the fucking coppers. Take me back to this top of the beat that I'm gonna fuck with now. It's already happening? see it's happening already?
3: Yo. You talk about disconnecting. A little bit from maybe contemporary music and other music when you're working on stuff. And you mentioned some of the technology you employed to making this these beats. Is it fair to say that you've stuck to old old forms of production, like old old technology? Even? No, no. No, you're no, on top no, of things. No. Okay, okay.
2: Yeah, because I went back to my ASR 10, but 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 what I did was right. 'Cause on this album there's there's actually no samples on the album. But my whole intent was to make things sound like a sample. So, you know, I would play things and certain things that I couldn't play like if if I did it and it was kinda rough, I'm like, Oh, let me get a bass player to play this. Let me get, you know, uh bring in the organist or you know, you know, on that note. So but when I got when I, you know, was laying things out, I would run it back through my ASR so ten to get a certain feel. Yeah. To get a certain You know, uh, and I think that's what accomplished that, uh, running it back to the ASR. Like I actually heard Rizzo said, you know, if I would have, if I would have, um, you know, he said that was a genius thought because if I would have did that during the making of a Better Tomorrow, you know, it would, I think, it would have been a whole lot different. Like, you know, the the response. Yeah. But yeah, but that, that, I knew like the ASR 10, like all our hits came out of the ASR 10. I know at least for me, it's like, you know, like. Cobra Clutch, uh, Publicity, uh, Mighty Healthy, Banger 101, all that's the ASR-10. Like I said, Ice Cream was made on the uh, ASR-10, and a lot of Wu joints was made on the ASR-10. It's just like a certain frequency, uh, you know, like the filters on it is incredible, like, you know, as far as the type of music that we love.
3: One of the ex- most exciting things about this record is hearing RZA rap, hearing everyone rap, hearing Inspect the Deck rap. Uh, it feels like it's been a while, <laughs> and they, they, like these, these. Uh, that's why I ask about RZA's working working process. Like, was he writing these rhymes uh, when when he heard the beats? Were they were they kind of freestyles? Like, no,
2: no, 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 no. He was writing. It's like one one thing about it is that, um, like, even like when I was bringing to Rizzo like yo I got I got this one right here I want you to get on and he was hearing it but then I was like you can get on this one or you can get on this one and he <laughs> like 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 I made it I made it a little difficult for him you know but but he was you know he, he came in as an artist he didn't come in as a producer on this he didn't come in trying to to take over none of that and I, I appreciated it after the fact because I wasn't I didn't realize that That that's how he was working until, you know, me and him was talking after the fact, like we was doing an interview and and they was asking and he's like, no, I came in as an artist and I had to think about like, yeah, he did. He came in, he did what I asked him to do. Um, You know, he wrote and everything was, you know, it was just like, yeah, you know, he was just working.
3: That, yeah, you know that's just how. Yeah, now, that was a beautiful day. I know you're you're ostensibly a member of Wu Tang Clan. Like I know that you have a long history here, but did, did, can you express that feeling of having these people come in and rap over your beats for this project? Like it, because it it does for us. Like I don't know how long. In fact, I should ask that. I don't know how long this project has been in gestation. Like how long you've been working on this. But for us, you know, this is the first blast from the Wu in quite some time. Was it exciting for you? Like, to, does it feel like, oh my God, old times are back? Like, this is great. Uh, explain that. Explain that. When people were done, were you just like, what? The, what's going on? What happened here?
2: Well, well, well. It's, it's. I don't know because it's still like um, settling in, I guess. Like, you know what I mean? Because, because, like I said, after Better Tomorrow, I just went to work. You know. Yeah. And, um, And the funny thing about it, like, I think it was at the end of the making of A Better Tomorrow, you know, RZA came to me, was like, yo, I think you should produce the next, the whole next Wu-Tang Clan album. So when he came to me and said that, I was like, you know, right there, that's the only time I felt the pressure. Hold up.
1: flushcarecom slash weight loss.
2: It was like, whoa, like, you know, I was like, nah, I don't know. Like, for one, I didn't feel I was ready. He heard, I guess he heard something to me or saw something to me that I didn't see at that point because I didn't feel that I was ready personally. And then, like, with all everything going on and everybody being on, like, different pages musically because you're dealing with a whole, you know, individuals, like, they my brothers, but we all grown and developed, you know, to our own person. So it's like you know, we're not the same people we was 25 years ago. 25, next year's the 25th year anniversary. Yeah. So now, you know, it, it's like, you know, everybody's a little bit more opinionated as far as music goes. And, and, and you know, I seen what RZA was going through and I was like, I don't know about that one. You know what I mean? I was like, <laughs> you know, I was kind of like, you know, I'll pass on that, you know, at the moment. <laughs> And, um, but me being who I am, I just like to work and I still feel I got something to prove musically. So, um, as you know, I, I, I went right to work as far as, like I said, it's like, I'm going to, you know, this, it kind of went over my head that, so I, my, my determination was just to put together a project. Like, you know, cause I put together my projects over the years and I was just like, I'm going to just work, put something together, but I really want to, you know, really want to buckle down and put something special together. So that's when I, like I said, I listened to them Joyce and I, I just started. So when I started, my intent was just put together something magical and, and not, you know, I didn't have a direction as far as um, this was going to be a routine album or this, you know, I was just working and I was on a roll with method, man. That's why you hear meth on it a lot yeah. and, and red because we on the road a lot. He was hearing what I was doing and he was loving it. And, and it's like, I think that's the difference is when when you make music that that when people hear it and they be like yo, I want to get on that opposed to like yo can you get on this for me and they hear it like no that's alright and they you know because they're gonna give you something all right because they not feeling it they may not be feeling, feeling it like that yeah. so when I, I when I was making the the, the tracks it was like I, I was just working trying to put together something special and, and they and they brought the magic to it when they heard it and then they laid down their vocals so. Being that everybody work, you know, everybody's working on different projects and we're traveling. It took a little time. It took, um, you know, like I said, I started it probably, like, um, you know, it probably took about three years, you know, in, in, in total. Because even like once the vocals, I got the vocals and everything was done, I still went back and worked on the music more and tweaked this and change this and did that, you know, just to make sure that everything you know, kind of coincided together perfectly.
3: Yeah, I mean, you've mentioned A Better Tomorrow a couple of times now. I think recent Wu-Tang records weren't received as well uh, universally as as previous efforts. How much of that impacts the group? How much of that fan feedback actually informs your next moves?
2: Well, it's like, um, I'm going to say A Better Tomorrow... I've seen, I see, me as a producer, musically, i seen Riz's vision, you know, and, and I bought into it, so, you know, I, I was a part of that album, mm-hmm. as far as, you know, making tracks, you know, and, and, and you know, this was his vision, so that's how I was coming, um, but I don't think everybody bought into it, I think if everybody bought into it, it could have been much more, it could have been, you know, much more than what it was, and, and you know.
3: You mean everyone, I, you know, in I, you're saying everyone in Wu-Tang Clan? Yeah, and, in Wu-Tang, yeah. right, right, right. right. Right, so it wasn't a full. It didn't feel like everyone was committed to it, basically.
2: From my observation, I uh, no. Yeah. And I think you can hear. I think you can hear it. You right.
3: Know? Right. Well, there's a moment on this record that I want to ask you about. Uh, on Lesson okay. Learned, Redman shouts you out as a genius producer, and for designing the Wu Tang logo, which you mentioned earlier. But I, I don't actually know the story. Can you tell me about your process? When coming up with this logo i know this is old news but i have you here and <laughs> this is an iconic thing you know people tattoo this thing oh, on their bodies oh, you know like the wu logo is is important and i'm just curious well how did you come about how did that come about
2: well that came about because um you know i did graffiti and rizzo knew i did graffiti and um when rizzo was on tommy boy um you know this is when he first i guess it's like we all love karate flicks so when he was like, yo, I need to, I want to do a, a sticker, um, that says Wu-Tang I was like, Oh, that's fat. You know, I'm with that. Cause I love the karate flicks too. And this is like, you know, like I said, like pre Wu-Tang anything, you know, it's like with, um, you know, certain brothers on Staten Island, him being one, which is using it as like a slang word, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, I did the original stickers with RZA was on Tommy boy as Prince Rocking. Um, So then when, like, you know, when Wu-Tang was formulated, you know, um, Wiz was like, yo, um, you know, he actually do – me, him, and Jizzle was talking, I remember. Um, And um, basically – and matter of fact, um, I think dirty as well. Yeah, because we was talking about putting – doing, like, making just – Instead of writing Wu Tang out, let's just use a letter. Let's, mm-hmm. use the, you know, W. And, and you know, he Rizzo was thinking more of protect your neck, so he asked me to draw it with the head, like like taking a head. So if you ever look at Wu uh, at Rizzo's book, um, the Wu Manual, his first book, there's an actual he, he got an actual. Um, you know, I gave him the sketch of it, the original logo that I drew with the W and the hand coming out, holding the head. And it mm. was kind of gory. He's like, nah, that's a little bit too much right there. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and so, so, you know, a, a little time passed by. And at the time, you know, I happened to, to be working. You know, I was doing um you know, I was working at nine to five and Rizzo hit me one night It was like, Yo, I'm gonna print these records up tomorrow. Um, I need I need a logo. You can tell me if you need to buy tomorrow. So I was like, Damn, alright, cool. So what I did was um I actually I went, you know, I was you know, living in forty projects at the time. I went I went to the store, got me a forty ounce of old gold, you know, old Ingus 800. I got me a Philly blunt, and I had a little chocolate tie that I got for one, two, one and something, and I rolled that up, I smoked that bone. Drunk to 40, and I got the work,
3: and that's what came out. All hail hail whatever inspiration we have, right? I mean, (laughs) good for you. I I, I don't want to condone that, but good for you. I think that's good. (laughs) The world got an amazing thing out of that. No, that's great. And uh, I wish we had more time, but I know we've got to wrap up. Is there any song from The Saga Continues that you would choose for us to go out on right now, Mathematics?
2: Well, uh, let's go out right on lesson learned. But since you mentioned that one, that, let's go out right on that one.
3: Yeah, that's a it's a great one. Is there anything you want to tell uh, us about the the production or the even any of the rhymes on this? That uh, anything you can comment on? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah,
2: I comment on um, as far as like with the production. Even like I, I really tried to make that one. That that one came out real great because a lot of people were like yo, where you get that sample from? And I'm saying to myself, nah, hey, hey, you know, sample. And, and the guy, MZ um, Jones. He's the one's doing the, Oh, uh, oh uh, yeah, that's him. Yeah, he's yeah. He's the one that's he, He's the one that's on G'd up too. And so I, I hit him up. I was like, "Yo, I need you to do this for me." You know, when I had, you know, he got in the studio. He's like, "Yo, that's that's all you want." I was like, "Yeah, that's all I need." <laughs> I like, he said, "You sure?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm good." Um. So so yeah, that's the story and that. And and one thing I just want people to realize because I've seen how sometimes the media run runs with things, mm-hmm. and, and that that. By no means is a diss track for Martin Corelli, you know, because it's just like I seen it take one line that Dex said. Uh, um, he said, "My price hiking's like the pills." Martin Corelli's. Yeah. So it's just a metaphoric line, you know what I mean? Like, 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 you know what I mean? It's just it's something witty, you know what I mean? Witty, unpredictable, you know?
3: Yeah, but surely, surely, so- you, I, I can't say surely, but this Scorsese thing, I mean, you can't be down with that guy, can you?
2: Who me? Nah. I mean, I mean.
3: <laughs> no, I mean the class. You, know, you guys are not for what this guy's about and what he's been doing.
2: One thing I, I'm gonna say though, I appreciate that he bought the album. But you know, what I mean, yeah. Um, I appreciate that. Um, but as far as like all his other movements and nah, come on.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mentioned, but, so- you know,
2: <laughs> but you get you know what goes around comes around, and unfortunately. You know he's in a bad predicament right now you know
3: yeah but sorry you have some sympathy for him
2: uh, hey i mean jail is not a good place for anybody but, yeah, yeah you know certain you know I, I say certain people do deserve to be there i ain't gonna say that but you know <laughs> you know maybe he does you know what i mean <laughs> he's,
3: he's a villainous kind of character right now so it's uh it's interesting to hear your perspective on it well i mentioned some of the people i was excited to hear from red man's on this track Amazing to hear, Redman. It's, uh, Inspector Deck and Redman are the primary MCs on this, I believe. Is that correct?
2: Yep, that's correct. That's
3: right. All right. This is Lesson Learned from Wu-Tang. The saga continues, which is out now. Mathematics, this was a tremendous uh, honor and a pleasure to have you on this show. Best of luck with everything going forward. And, and I don't know, I guess 25th anniversary of Wu-Tang is coming up. You must have plans. We'll look out for those. Oh, yeah.
2: Definitely. Big Definitely. plans?
3: All right. All right. Well. Big plans. Yep. Thank you so much for this time.
2: All right. Thank you.
1: Them Woltain niggas don't play Niggas in the streets don't learn them Jeff Squad niggas don't play Niggas in the streets don't learn Them jersey niggas don't play Niggas in the streets don't learn Them Staten Island niggas don't play one two three into the four. I glide like it's simply no traction on the floor. 103 or 4. Live action from the door. Shorty dime. Let the whole team smash her on the tour. I splash bravado. Fast cash aficionado. Savage Vandal. I'm a legend of tomorrow. Painting the truth. Here's proof. Ain't it the truth? So ill. A nigga spit with a containment suit. Slaying the booth. Aim, shoot. Bang, cave in the roof. Hater. Wouldn't last a day in my shoes. You know very well. Betty Swell. You can tell he gel. My price. Hiking like the pills. My Sell. Mathematics tracks, I crap havoc, fact, I'm black on it, black, I'm back at it. Mathematics tracks, I crap havoc, fact, I'm black on it, black, I'm back at it. Niggas in the streets gon' learn. Them Woltain niggas don't play. Niggas in the streets gon' learn. Them death squad niggas don't play. Niggas in the streets gon' learn. Them jersey niggas don't play. Niggas in the streets gon' learn. Them Staten Island niggas don't Yo, play. I'm on top of the world, mama. Look at here. I'm a boy feasting in my car. Power beer. Horsepower. Never fell off. Look in the mirror. When I drop something, you like Martin. All ears. Late night Letterman. I light it like Edison. Fire through the wire. I wrote it out of Maryland. Arrogant? Yes. Tune in. My hot non-flex. Cut the... Then your boy digress At my age, it's all about bread Trying to be nice at 40 You can have it all, shorty I'm trying to make his story And his story say, fuck rap I divorced her; the bitch bore me Throw your hands up Let's tear the bar up So much blood, I started sweating cigar guts And these white folks Love me like a Starbucks Fuck with one dude You gotta fuck with all us Niggas in the streets gonna learn Them Wu-Tang niggas don't play Niggas in the streets gon' learn Them Death Squad niggas don't play Niggas in the streets gon' learn Them Jersey niggas don't play Niggas in the streets gon' learn Them Staten Island niggas don't play Mathematics, you a fucking genius, nigga Yo, fuck that Ladies and gentlemen, I need you to put your hands together For Worldwide International Producer Worldwide International DJ and the creator of the Wu-Tang W symbol. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together and show your love for our brother and yours, Mathematics!
3: That was the 358th episode of Creative Control featuring Mathematics of Wu-Tang. Creative Control is part of the Antica Podcast Network and is available on iTunes, Audio Boom, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Overcast, among many other podcast platforms. If you can't find an episode that you're looking for or you wish to learn more about me, and if you want to sign up for the Creative Control newsletter, please visit my website, vishkana.com. You can like Creative Control with Vishkana on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at VishCreative. Or you can follow me at Vishkana. Once again, every instance of creative is with a K, not a C, a K. I made things confusing for so many people for some reason, but that's just how creative I am. Listen to a radio show version of Creative Control on Wednesdays at noon Eastern Standard Time, around the world at CFRU.ca, or on an actual radio at 93.3 FM if you're in or near Guelph. Visit patreon.com slash creativecontrol to make a flexible monthly donation to keep the podcast going. And uh, for your generosity, I'm happy to send you a T-shirt or some other gift. Just send me a message, and I will get back to you as soon as I can. This episode would not be possible without our sponsors. Speaking of generosity, Pizza Trocadero, whom you can call for pickup or delivery in Guelph at 519-829-2444, or check them out at trocaderoguelph.ca. The Bookshelf, an independently-owned bookstore, bar, music venue, and movie theater located at 41 Quebec Street in Guelph. Learn more about them at bookshelf.ca. Planet Bean, freshly roasted, fair-trade-certified, organic coffee. You can learn more about them at planetbeancoffee.com. Granddad's Donuts, located at 574 James Street North in Hamilton, Ontario. Amazing, giant donuts. Visit granddads.ca to learn more about them. To have a whole meals worth of ingredients delivered right to your Canadian home, visit hellofresh.ca and use the promo code Creative50 for 50% off of your first order. And FreshBooks, a cloud accounting software for small business owners, try it free for 30 days. Just go to freshbooks.com/slash/creativecontrol and in the "How did you hear about us?" section, enter Creative Control, all one word. That's creative with a K and control with a K, and you will get to use fresh books for 30 days for free. All right, that's the end of this episode. Thanks again to Mathematics of Wu-Tang. Check out The Saga Continues. It's really excellent and exciting. I love everyone on this record. Uh, too bad you guys wasn't there. But otherwise, unbelievable. And, uh, yeah, that's it. To learn more about the show, I told you everything you need to know. And uh, please go to uh, all those podcast platforms and subscribe to the show. Download episodes, rate and review the show positively. It helps. And uh, that's all I got to say. I will talk to you soon. Bye for now.